0: Close oh my God, my guys. We got plenty. Okay, we are going live, and we are live. Okay, welcome back everybody to DM Talks, where DMs talk about random stuff, <laughs> <laughs> as best described. Yeah, today we're gonna keep it simple. Mostly focus on uh, game mechanics and. Uh, What's in the Dungeon Master's Guide? We're stepping off the anti-magic soapbox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're going to touch on a few questions that have been asked on our Facebook page. And we'll go from there. So, roll for initiative. 14. 17. Ah, dang it. <laughs> 19. Dang it! Okay, <coughs> fine. <laughs> um, what color do you want? I will be red. Okay. Probably blue. Sounds good. So Russ, you start. Okay, uh, I guess I'll just take one of Marilyn's questions. What are those two. Uh, that one. Or that one. Okay, we've already asked that question. No, actually, no. I do actually do have a question that was brought up. Um, I believe it was after it was after our live our Christmas live stream that I wanted to address on camera and it is how would you guys how do you guys um, handle people trying to do, seduce monsters <laughs> this is a common problem in a lot of dungeons and dragons campaigns none of exactly. the ones that i've ever dm'd but um monster trying to
1: seduce everyone
0: exactly i would probably say if the monster finds the bard type attractive then maybe it could work, but if that type of monster isn't attracted to an aracotra or a Kenku, or an elf, like an orc would not be attracted to an elf, it'd be like, I'm going to eat you. So it's like, if it were like, possible, then maybe, but overall, probably not. If
1: it makes some sort of sense, maybe. I don't think a human bard is going to be able to seduce
0: a beholder. <laughs> <laughs> or a dragon for that matter or a dragon, yeah a <clears throat> dragon will just think you're tasty and eat you. it'd be more like trying to uh, wiggle your way out uh, what's that word called it's, uh, I can't even think of the word but yeah, just like wiggle your way out with your charisma more than seduction Yes. <clears throat> I agree I, I feel like people overuse that joke and if they were to actually think about it logically it makes no sense i mean Dungeons as the dragons i guess logically doesn't make a whole lot of sense anyways but like we really don't need to add the bard to that i've had bards try to seduce fountains guys this is this is getting a bit far <laughs> not happening actually i think that was a wizard not a bard it, I was, think a it was a wizard it was a wizard was not my wizard. In case, <laughs> case anyone was wondering. I was not there for that game. <clears throat> okay. Sound good? Yep. Answer? If it makes sense, then it could work. If it doesn't make sense, then probably not. Even with a natural 20, I'd probably say, <laughs> not happening. Exactly. Okay, brings it to you. Alright, uh, can I take one more of Merlin's questions? Sure. Oh,
1: pictures. Actually, there is one question I'd, I'd like to ask from Merlin: Is what is th- how is th- how is poison implemented in the game, and how can it be improved or worked with? <coughs> because I've noticed a lot of po- a lot of poisons in the game don't deal any damage at all. Instead, just give you disadvantage. Like, just gives you the poisoned Condition where you just
0: disadvantage mm-hmm. for a few turns, and you can just easily get over it with a Constitution save. Well, I mean, if you think about poison in real life, a Options lot of them are in the A yeah. lot of a lot of things that are considered like poisonous mm-hmm. really just end up giving you like making you sick. Yeah, making you sick. So it makes sense that a lot of poisons don't necessarily deal damage because those would be considered more of a deadly poison and acid but, and acids.
1: Then there's the poisons made to kill people. Yes. Like uh, off the top of my memory, the only poisons I can think of that deal damage would be the drowse, would be the drowse poison they put on their weapons, and the potion of poison item. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's just I feel like there could be a bit more variety, <coughs> and a bit more use on that. See, there's a difference between uh, poison and venom. Mm-hmm. Venom would deal more damage because what that is doing inside <coughs> of you. Is it's coagulating your blood so then mm-hmm. your blood is not actually moving how it should and so the venom in and of itself would probably deal a little bit of damage just because it's trying to push coagulated blood through small little veins and vessels yeah. which but, is yeah. um, for example an example of that would be all the scorpites in Kiljaru use a venom instead of a poison because they inject it into someone directly. Yeah, and the difference between poison and venom is poison is ingested venom is, venom injected. is injected. A lot of people don't know that, so we had to clarify that. Took me a long time to figure that one out. <laughs> so yeah, poison, it honestly really isn't that effective in the game because a lot of poisons really don't do anything except make you sick. And most poisons don't even make you sick for several hours. Like It usually takes a while for it to <coughs> get into your system. Like alcohol. Yeah, it's kind of like alcohol. It, it is exactly like alcohol, that's what it is. It, yeah, alcohol is poison. But, <coughs> so, yes, yeah, so constitution says if you have a high enough constitution, then yeah, poison really doesn't have much effect on you because the poison has to go all through your system in order to actually affect the specific parts of the body that it's supposed to affect. Now we're getting into anatomy. we be. So, yeah. Um, what do you think of poison and its current implementation in the game? Um, I've never really used poison. Not really. Other than when harvesting. But that's venom. Harvesting venoms off of monsters and using it for adding it to uh, weapons. Yeah. But other than that, that's really all I've used it for. Um, I've never played or have been in a group where they've used poisons trying to sneak it into someone's food
1: so now here brings up another uh, another question that ties into this so what do you do if a player character is trying to make like a super poison something that kills and kills fast something that most players or npcs wouldn't have any kind of resistance to so how would you handle
0: a player trying to make a poison or an e- or an extremely effective poison well, the thing they would have to take is Venom. They would have to take the Venom, so it would have the same effect as Venom. Most poisons just paralyze you, in a sense. You have disadvantage. It makes you a hard to move, mm-hmm. like a regular poison would do. It coagulates, but I don't know. I would probably just have them follow the same rules as making a magic item, but use making a potion of poison. Um, it just ends up as a potion of poison. Yeah. And then you could simply just have them... They have to be proficient in like herbalist kit or uh, I believe alchemist kit. Is to, to, be tools. To, yeah. to be able to, be able to, to, to engineer, engineer it. and make <coughs> it poison. So if I had a character I think it's that actually wanted, a poisoner's kit uh, too. That might be in a homebrew's book. But no idea. Maybe.
1: So if I wanted to... Let's say I had a character that wanted to make D&D equivalent of cyanide going through herbalism, things like that, to make it, but then how would you calculate damage? Because in our world, cyanide kills in about 15 minutes.
0: Then it would probably be pretty high. Um, actually not really. Because uh, if you think about it, every round of damage is only 6 seconds. So cyanide in D&D would actually be a pretty slow death. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and. Thanks to a lot of healing magic and healing potions.
1: Yeah, I can see now. I'm thinking. Of, I can see why poison's taking a back step. Because when you have characters and like, say a high a high-ranking NPC, you have access to clerics and people, and removing poison isn't that difficult.
0: No, it's and not. I mean, palad- paladins. Paladins can do it at level one, straight up. Poisoners, get right there. No, it is. Fifty gold pieces.
1: Right H to the Thieves tool. So I guess to answer that question, it's implemented, but it's implemented not as strongly as we would have it here because in D and D there's a much easier and fast cure for said poison. Exactly. And then you have to and to make it any effective, you have to start dealing with magic and cursed portion cursed portions
0: and so on and so forth, and it gets complicated. <laughs> <coughs> so probably overall poison just Gives you disadvantage, mm-hmm. maybe does a little bit of damage if it's like a little... Stacking potion, or stacking poisons. I would probably go with the potion effect if you mix potions. <laughs> Except I would probably take out the explosive part.
1: No, I mean like, you poison someone's food or drink with multiple oh. poisons at
0: once. So they're drinking, they drink it, now they have five poisons going through their system. At that point I'd probably just like, start giving them like, disadvantage on skill checks. Kind of like giving the levels of exhaustion. Kind of like the levels of exhaustion, (coughs) like, can't see very well, things like that, just... Based on what kind of poisons they put in probably. Yeah. Because you could specifically say, I want to make a poison to, like... Paralyze you. Paralyze, or to blind them, or deafen them, because there are poisons that can target specific parts of the body, and they've just generalized it as, it gives you disadvantage on attack rolls. Which could mean you are blind, you are deaf, you are whatever. So DMs, have fun with this. <laughs> and players, <laughs> players, just throw that into a DM. <laughs> I'm going to make my own poison. Um, Resolve? Resolve? Pretty much. I, okay. mean, I don't know if any class is proficient in Poisoner's Kit, so you have to basically take a feat or be a human to get it. Or take in-game years to learn how to do it. Um, depending on your t- intelligence, you can actually learn it in a matter of months. Hmm. So, week. in short, either take a feat, take the time to learn it, or. Or be a human. human. Be, a human. <laughs> be a human. Just be a human. It, it solves all of your problems in D&D. Everyone <laughs> makes fun of it, but then they came up with Tasha's, Tasha's Cauldron and turned everyone into a human, so. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, alright, Alan. Resolve. My question. Um, going off of Merlin's, I actually had this question is uh, thoughts on experience points, Either milestone, or the normal experience points in here. I'll actually look it up. While you guys talk, I'm gonna look <coughs> up how it explains experience points.
1: Okay, so my own personal thoughts on this is a milestone is a milestone XP leveling is a great starter for when you're just barely starting out, you're starting to figure out the fundamentals of the game and how everything works. It gives your player your new players that sense of progression, like even though they didn't do much this session, they started to accomplish something. My problem with it is it's um, it kind of roadblocks it to do this, accomplish this, or kill this, and you level up, instead of with, the, when with XP leveling, you get a bit more variety in it. You gain certain amount of XP for killing a thing, or for avoiding the conflict. You can get XP for <coughs> disarming traps, for
0: expertly maneuvering through political, political warfare, because that is a, that's a nuclear zone. Yeah, it kind of comes down to how complicated the DM wants to DM. Um, Just for example, I struggle with uh, rewarding experience outside combat. And so my (laughs) DMing ends up sounding kind of more like grinding in video games where you have to go out and kill monsters constantly just to level up. (coughs) Which for a lot of the parties I DM is not a problem because they like build characters for killing monsters and not really for role play a lot of combat oriented exactly and it makes it really fun if you really enjoy the combat of D&D, um which i do and i like to build my characters for combat but when it comes to role playing and rewarding it is a little bit harder um, that's where the milestone does come in handy is if you're a role play heavy Thing, being able to like basically write out the whole storyline and when they reach certain almost like chapters they mm-hmm. level up and increase in power um, helps
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> so one is simpler and makes it easier for you to run things off especially for role-playing and the other one's a lot more complicated but it
0: adds a whole kind of adds a bit more realism to it yeah so in here it so in the Dungeon Master's Guide. I couldn't remember if I had the player's handbook or Dungeon Master's Guide. Um, in here, it talks about you take the total of the experience from the monsters and divide it evenly throughout the group. Something that we've done as a tabletop um, rule is just keep it as a whole and give each player the same amount of experience because Russell and I, we love metamaxing. And that is the fastest way to metamax. Terrible for role playing and things like that, but you can crunch numbers so hard, MetaMax <clears throat> so fast because we've in like what was it three months we were able to get two level twenty campaigns just, done. Just one level twenty. It was only it was six months to get the six team months team. to get two level <clears> twenty <throat> campaigns. Like it, you can go fast. Um, sometimes if there's not a lot of combat, I'll do the milestone. It's like good job, you guys. You accomplish quite a bit strategically. Um, If they avoid combat, I'll give them the same amount of experience. Um, A while ago, um, never mind, that is a spoiler alert. We're not going to do that. (laughs) Don't want to spoil session like 18 or something. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I usually don't do the milestones. I usually stick with the uh, experience points if we want to metamax i just clump it all together give each person the same if i don't want to metamax and we're doing role play i'll just split it up and then it brings up another question is allowing characters to gain more experience than the other characters i personally don't like doing that just because it makes it really hard for the dm to keep track of what levels everybody's at and A lot of players struggle to keep track of their own experience, and so having one character that's, like, one person that's really good at keeping track of it is really helpful. Otherwise, the DM has to keep track of everybody's, and it's never going to happen. Yeah. Logically speaking, it makes sense to do it that way because people don't grow at the same rate, and if, for example, um, something that keeps coming up is, like, going to Glatorian arenas, If someone's going to be fighting more often than the rest of the party, of course they're going to have higher skill level in combat. Yeah, and every time I have DM somebody just has to go to the tutorial arenas or... That happened
1: once, okay? I know, but in
0: multiple sessions we've always had somebody want to go and fight somebody else or go and fight a monster for some weird reason and it's like, okay, you get this much experience while well, nobody else does because they were just sitting there watching you fight it.
1: All over the days.
0: Yeah. But I I do like giving that out because it's like, okay, you accomplished something, especially when Mirth I don't think we've done that either. Spoiler alert again, never mind. <laughs> <coughs> Man, this is we'll, hard. Don't worry, we'll catch up. We need to now. crank those uh, those uh, videos out because those are good parts.
1: <laughs> oh, dear.
0: Yeah, sorry. Lots of good stuff in the future. <laughs> this <Just> way. <wait. laughs> okay. Um, other questions that uh, have been asked on our Facebook. Um, okay, this one's a good one. Merlin asks... Thank you so much for all these questions, Merlin. Yes, Merlin asked a lot of questions, and he was the one with us last time for DM Talks. Uh, Merlin asked, what is the difference between beast, aberration, and monstrosity? And I mix these up all the time. I had to come up with a simple way to remember it. But what are your guys' thoughts? So, I'll take beast if you guys don't mind. So beast is basically any creature that is a, a natural occurrence. So for some worlds, dinosaurs wouldn't be considered a beast, if you think about it. Um, if they're not naturally occurring on your planet. Uh, for example, Evron has Talenta, which is full of dinosaurs. So they are definitely a beast. Let's look up dinosaurs in this. They are beasts. They are beasts. Yes. Druids can turn into them, and Polymorph works on them. <clears throat> so, dinosaurs... Uh, most Dungeons & Dragons games that I've played... Uh, Dinosaurs are quite prevalent, and so for the most part, they are going to end up being beasts. Um, And then, for example, you know, you got like oxen and other normal earth animals that are going to be considered beasts. Um, Monstrosities are basically like altered animals or uh, other things. Think
1: Frankenstein's monster. that it's a monstrosity something that was engineered and made somehow or it's just not natural so a chimera is wouldn't be a beast it's a monstrosity because it's a combination of multiple beasts from some kind of accident like i guess another way you can think of it is like the killer bees in south i think in south america um bees were so they were doing some experimentation with honeybees down there and they got out and started repopulating with some of the other bees down there and they mutated into killer bees, which are super aggressive and hurt a lot. So something that would not naturally occur. Like something that nature itself wouldn't eventually make itself, though that can be subjective, would be a monstrosity. And aberrations are just straight up from another straight up from a twisted universe, just thrown up in the air. Yeah,
0: so how I like to think of it, Like Russell said, natural occurring animals would be considered beasts. Like James said, anything that's kind of mixed, like an owlbear, a death dog, a um, displacer beast, those are all monstrosities because they're kind Mm -hmm. of like a normal... Beasts, but altered but, in some way, either through yeah. experimentation, through unnatural <clears throat> magic, or influence somehow. Yeah, are dire, be, are dire uh, animals beasts or monstrosities? I think they're monstrosities. I think so. Um, so dire. I'm checking creatures. on Alber uh, because I was. I'm Albers sure. are monstrosities. Are they? Yes. Right. I'm pretty darn sure I looked that up. Just to make sure. Yes, monstrosities. Others are monstrosities. Okay. So any of those things, monstrosities. And then aberrations are anything that are not from the material plane. That are not considered, like, fey or something like that. They're kind of like existences that defy logic, sort of. Yeah, so like mind flayers, aboleths. Basically all aliens. Yeah, that's how it describes it in the monster manual is uh, aberrations... Aberrations, yes, are... Alien to the planet. They do things that don't follow their set rules for the world. Yes, exactly. Like psychonics. Yes, like psychonics of the mind flares and stuff like that. Beholders, levitation, These Beholders, yeah. things like that. Anything that comes from a different plane is considered either an elemental or an aberration. Or fate. Or faith. Or celestial. Or celestial. Or okay, we got really complicated <laughs> there at the end. I shouldn't have said that. If it's not faith-themed celestial, demon, elemental. elemental, it is aberration. We'll put it that way. That was really complicated, but that's how we're going to put it. So that was all the questions that Merlin had. Norm- normally, if it has psychonics, it's ab- it's an aberration. Adjuration. Aberration. Whatever. Adjuration science, is science. a wizard yes. class. What is, uh... Um, what are Geth considered? They consider humanoids? I'm pretty sure Geth are humanoid,
1: because <clears throat> they are alien, but they are kind of alien humans, and they still follow the basic rules of our world. So I guess you could consider that that. Mind flayers have their whole psionics, which defies magic and everything else that we know about. The well, that's the thing is, they a uh,
0: humanoid, some sort of. Though the other thing is, is to think about with Geth is that they got their psionics from. Um, the mind players, and so uh, same go with. And weren't they cast out to the astral plane? Yeah, they're basically mutated elf, elf and human or something. They're like astral plane elves, pretty much. because how I see them. Well, that's the thing. Is only one group of them is on the astral plane. The others in the, um, if you're going up Forgotten Realms, lives in the. Plane of Chaos.
1: Limbo. Limbo, that's it. Uh, if I remember correctly, from Mordenkainen's <coughs> Tom of Foes, then they all kind of used to live on the Astral Plane, and then the Gith rose up against the Mind Players and did that whole revolution. And then they split into the two separate groups and having
0: their own giant civil war. So now you have the Gith Yankee and the Gith Zarai. Yes, and the Gith in and Limbo. Mm-hmm. They're more of the monks. It was a less destructive French Revolution. Yes. Well, I mean, the mind players may disagree with you there. <laughs> yes, they who probably knows, would. Who knows how many elder brains were lost in that war? Oh, don't don't give a started to you. The mind players weren't the heroes of the group. No. Not by any means. But elder brains are elder brains are interesting. You have to you have to acknowledge that. That is true. They are very interesting. Another topic for another day. But anything else? Any other game mechanics that we should just quickly crank out here? Simple questions. Um, what is that one frog monster that plants eggs in your character? Slotty. Oh, what do you guys think about them? I've never used them. Never want to use them because <laughs> that is just way too dangerous. It is so horrifying. Yeah, if you like want to kill your party, you just need to use one of those, and it will. It will literally kill them in a couple days. Either it will turn them into a Slotty, <clears throat> or it it's, will plant an egg in them. It's straight up alien all over again. Oh yeah, it is terrifying. Like, even the images are crazy.
1: Just keep your party out of limbo unless you think they're up to
0: the challenge. Well, in the artifact theme... There's a iron there, flask
1: that has one.
0: Yeah, or when you're just rolling ram- randomly, one of the major... Um, problem things is it has it summons a slotty and it's like I think it's a death or grey slotty. Oh, so it's like it's, it's gonna kill you as soon as you attune to this item. Like it's you're toast no matter what.
1: Though so the Slotty do have that interesting mechanic is they have like a gemstone in their brain and if you can get your hands on that it's like Suzas so Sun son Balino and his oath stone. Once you have that crystal it's kind of your slave at that point. I haven't read enough about them.
0: Apparently we're gonna have to look it up real quick. Uh, unless I'm forgetting something. Because from what I remember, that's what it was. Every time I see them, I just kind of scroll past really quickly. Right? Because I'm like, ah, mm, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. So it's a that, big. It'll be, a, <laughs> it'll be an amazing oh, right <clears> throat> throat> there. Embedded in the slad's brain is a magic gem. Acquire it, and the slad is your, yours to command.
1: So, yeah. That's really would so Actually, that would be, oh, that'd be an interesting story thread
0: that could be very interesting because
1: I know there are mechanics to grab it and I think with some I think some spells can have a chance to instantly get it for you. I can't remember what they are, but I'm pretty sure they're in there somewhere. I will have to
0: uh Oh, that's in the variant rules. I use most variant rules though. They're way more exciting. Like the variant rule in one of Xanthar's about uh, uh cleaving through. Yeah. I like that drain rule. No one ever uses it because every time I pull out kobolds, they always get like converted to a different religion or something. <laughs> um, the imprisonment spell can do it. Um, a wish spell can do it.
1: Wish spell can do anything. Yeah, it's true. Well, that
0: depends on how you word it. A greater restoration actually <clears throat> destroys the slab. Oh, that's convenient. Well, it destroys the gem without harming the slab. Oh. Never mind. I didn't read the full sentence. <laughs> Should have read that. Okay, so now I'm getting a story idea of a
1: villain slowly creating a slab army and as a last resort when everyone's, when they're all about to die, just casting greater restoration on all the stones he has
0: and letting all these slatty just loose on the world. That's awful. Holy cow. So, uh, in order to remove the gem, Someone who is proficient in wisdom medicine can remove the gem from an incapacitated slad. Each try requires one minute of uninterrupted work and a successful DC 20 medicine check. Each failed attempt deals 22 psychic damage to the slad.
1: I mean, it's kind of, it's surgery. In all honesty, it's surgery. Yeah. I'm surprised it isn't an insta-kill. Right? I mean, it doesn't... How do you incapacitate something? Um, Bolaro's Iron Bands item. Okay, that's true. A couple of good web spells.
0: For a full minute. I mean. That's that's a lot of work for knocking unconscious. Actually, um. A sleep spell lasts a minute. Yeah, and they don't wake yeah. up until and if you they escape uh, damage,
1: damage if you have a sorcerer who also has using meta magic you can make that
0: minute last a lot longer so if you're a sorcerer that is proficient in medicine you can take all of them
1: there's also a whole monster there's also a whole monster whole monster, monster yeah po- like we said earlier potions, poisons or potions that paralyze yeah you could
0: so you command could, monster to you like could, just freeze you can find a lot of damage
1: this is actually just surprising me, it's surprisingly doable now that you think about it. Hmm. prepare yourselves. So, <laughs> so This DM, could get very fun. <laughs>
0: DMs, if you want to push your party to the limit, throw some slads at them. Yes. Just make sure you have someone that's proficient in <laughs> medicine medicine to remove eggs and gemstones. Or yeah. not. Or, or not. Just or kill them all, plant slads in them. If you really want to get rid of the whole party, just plant slads in all of them. Have the slabs just run off after that point, and then your party's gonna die,
1: just like Alien.
0: Yes, that'd be crazy. That's quite gruesome.
1: So, what happens if you kill the host before the egg can eat fully incubate? It probably
0: just um, eats the corpse and doesn't care.
1: And just... the... What happens if you just completely destroy the corpse then? If nothing it, it, would, it would probably kill the egg. <coughs> so you choose parties. Let your entire party
0: die, or kill your friend. <laughs> all right, that escalated quickly. <laughs> all right, we're at a half hour. That's all we wanted to do for this one. So, a lot shorter than one Yes, yeah, a lot shorter. So like, subscribe, go to our Facebook page, like, follow us. Um, I created a group so that if you want, message us. We'll add you to the group and you can comment and post and whatever on there. Um, anything else? Mm, no, I don't think so. sure we got no more questions? Nope. I wanted to Last keep it to a half to- hour. <laughs> That's why I didn't bring down the whole list. <laughs> I wanted to keep it to a half hour. Yeah. Have a great day. Happy New Year. See you all. Let's hope this year goes better. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Also, um, before we end, um, this New Year, our goal is to get out at least two, if not three videos every week. That is that is our goal, at so until we catch up. Yes, at least until we catch up, which will take a very long time. That's why I say three because if we do two at a time, it's never going to happen. But if we, we do two or three. three, three we're so sorry for falling behind on that. <laughs> the threes will probably end up being live streams, though. Yes. <clears throat> so that is that. Have a great day. And stream.